How you spend your money is, in many ways, how you spend your life. So how can you generate not just a return on your investments, but a return on life? Welcome to the Own Your Wealth Podcast. Whether you're a working professional, a small business owner, or thinking about retirement, listen in as host Jason Deshays of Cook Wealth discusses tax strategy, financial planning, and more to equip you to live life empowered and truly own your wealth. Welcome and thank you for joining us today for Own Your Wealth with Jason Deshays. I'm Wendy McConnell. Jason, how are you today? I'm fantastic. It's a wonderful day. It's it's starting to it is warm now. It's warm. We'll see if it stays that way. It won't. Um, it won't. It won't. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for. So I think I've mentioned this before. We have this season in North Carolina called the pollening, and it's like yeah. this hazy thing. It's I think it's almost done. Oh, so okay. I'm hoping I don't have to keep wiping off my outdoor table every time I go out there to get rid of the yellow palm. But once that's done, it's a glorious time to be outside. How's the car? Oh, it's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a little fuzz over the whole thing. And so do you um, keep up with the washing on a regular basis to keep it consistently clean? Or do you wait till the end and say I wait till there's a critical mass? And it's also rainy enough that I can like let that kind of wash off some of it. Itself. However, we have a bird who's moved into the neighborhood. And this bird <laughs> really likes my car. And I drive a 2012 Honda CRV, and we call it Toad. It's got one of those like Super Mario Toads on the back window kind of thing. Okay. But this bird likes to sit on the wind, the the side view mirror, look at itself, and poop on the car. So I should get more about cleaning it because this thing, this bird, has really taken to my vehicle, and mm-hmm. I should stay on top of it. So maybe I should just wash it like every couple of days just to keep everything off of it for this has taken a turn i did not expect you know welcome to the life of jason deshays you'll get all sorts of things that you never thought you'd ever talk about with another human being switching gears well, let's um, switch gears yes we are starting a series we are starting a series we're going to talk about how to use money and <gasps> we're going to talk about five different little concepts that Really, there's only five ways you can spend money when you really get down to it. You can start, you know, well, I, I bought crypto and I did this with it, or I can buy a car or I can buy a house. No, you're spending money. So it's we're going to talk about the five. And then this episode, we're going to just kind of frame it up. And okay. We're gonna it's like an introduction, more, an like intro. Okay. Big intro. And get people kind of thinking about it. Because then what we'll do is we're going to dive more into the individual concepts in a couple of these next episodes. And then we'll wrap it up and kind of give some like real. And during those, we'll talk about practical parts about how you can implement that or look at that your life and then really kind of narrow down that area. So, okay. so should I just dive right into the five or do what you want? To, you well, want to I would like to try and guess. Okay. And I guess I'm not really sure about what you're talking about when you come to ways to spend money or ways Mm -hmm. to use money. Use money. Okay. So you can spend it. That's got to be one, right? That's one. Yeah. You got it. You can save it. That's right. You can invest it. Save it and investing is probably is the same thing. I'm out already. I'm done. There you go. You got three. Hey, three out of five ain't bad or two out of five. I don't know. I was going to say you didn't even count the last one. So I I didn't count. I did. I did call those ones. So, (laughs) okay. So, so we got the spend and that's like live. That's your lifestyle. I'm good at that one. You're good. Good. Well, most people are. That's the American way is be good (laughs) at your lifestyle. Growing it, which is the saving component. And that can look a little different. That can be. You know, saving a checking account could be investing in it. It could be a lot of different things. There's giving it and you can give it away. 
right? So you get it out of your possession and give it to, to someone else or to a charity or something like that. Yeah. Some people uh, call that charity. Charity. I, I love that one myself. So right. That, we are going to have a fun time with that one. And then there's kind of like two parts of, oh, right. There's two ways you can owe money. Oh. One is paying in the bank or some lender. Right. Or something you bought before. The other one is also near and dear in my heart, which is taxes. Because mm. guess what? You got to pay those too. And when you really get down to it, how you spend your resources is already allocated in one of those five buckets. It's like a pizza pie, right? And you can cut it however you want to. But ultimately, you only have so much resources. So the pie will be cut up into five slices. It just depends how big each of those slices are. And everyone's got their own pizza. Right. Everyone can can cut it the same way they are. Some people are very, very financially generous. And their generosity slice is like huge. It's, you know, a third of the pie or half the pie in some cases I've seen. And and that's fantastic. Some people have a problem with debt and they end up having a lot of that. And there's people who are very successful and they pay a lot of taxes. So they got big tax pie, piece of pie. And, and then savings, which can come in different forms, can vary too. Some people start smaller and it grows over time as their income goes up. And the one that is, the, I think, the most troublesome is the living piece. Right. And that's the lifestyle part. Because in the in a typical American culture, that's actually the first slice that you start with, the kind of lifestyle you want. Everything else kind of falls to the side. And it's and that's pretty standard. You know, it's kind of keep up the Joneses, that kind of thing. And so I'm gonna kind of flip the script a little bit. And so I'm going to kind of say that, give this exercise for everyone. This is a little practical thing. As you're listening to this, you can sit down and do this at some time when you're listening to this podcast or something, or just need 20 minutes to do something is I want you to draw kind of a pie okay, or a circle. We'll start the circle doing it. and we're going to, we're going to start making some slices of it. And we're going to first start with how much you give. And this is like a state of affairs as of today, not ideal state, not what you want it to be. What it is today? Now, most people, and this is why this is going to be an easy exercise, most people know certain big numbers in their life, right? Like a lot of people know if they give to charity, they kind of know how much they're giving. It's not usually like, oh, I think I may have given $5,000 or 50. They kind of know that number. <laughs> Either they're regularly giving or they do the, you know, my alma mater sent their little, you know, please send it me a hundred bucks. And you're like, okay, fine, here's a hundred bucks. Um mm -hmm. So that one's pretty straightforward. You get that. Same way as most people know what their mortgage is or their rent payment or their car payment. So that's like the O part. That's pretty easy. Well, can I ask you this? Mm -hmm. Is there a difference between debt that is for a house, a car, student loans, and credit card debt? Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk about that. We'll go deeper into that when we do our something. I'll mention there are different types of debt, right? And debt cannot, I'm not a huge fan of debt, but sometimes it's a necessary evil, right? You can, you don't have, you're trying to buy a house that fits your family and you've got six kids. You can't, most people don't have $600,000 just in a, in a drawer somewhere they pull out and hand to somebody and say, we'll take your house. That'd be so awesome. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, it'd be <laughs> nice if you had the cash drawer and then go whip this out and hand it over. But it's hard for people to do it. So you kind of have to have a mortgage, right? Not have to. You, that is generally what people do. At one point in your life. At you one point have. in your life. Or it's a rent payment, right? So you right. go have an apartment or a house you rent or something. To that. But you're paying someone for the use of the property. 
And so that is more of a secured debt. It has a there's value attached to it. Doesn't mean that's always perfect, right? It, it, those we've seen it happen years ago when we had the mortgages were here, and all of a sudden all the property value went down here, and everyone was upside down. But that's more of an okay, I'd say an, an okay debt. Because it's something that can increase in value. It can increase in value, but it's also part of what you need to live. Like you need to have a place to live. And if that's what you're doing now, that also says you get into some of the problems when you have too much of that. Like you have a giant house, the mega mansion, and you can't really afford it. That's another mm -hmm. story. Credit card debt is actually just more symptomatic of you have a lifestyle that's out of control. You're trying to make, you're taking the whole pie and then also taking your neighbor's slice too. Oh, well, when you put it that way, it seems so greedy. It does seem a little greedy, right? <laughs> uh, but it's but that's usually credit card debt is a symptom of you didn't have the resources really to spend, but you did it anyway. Right. You know, car debt, that's a choice thing. Not everyone has the money to just buy a car outright. However, there are choices still, right? So you can get like a brand new Tesla or you can get a slightly used Prius. If you okay. want an electric car, but it doesn't mean you, you, th so those are different choices, right? Different price points. I'm a big fan of used cars. Although back when used cars actually were cheaper than new right. cars. Right. <laughs> things have changed. Things are a little different now, but, but that's where everything's got pros and cons. And this is no, there's no judgment here, right? right? This is all like how you spend it. And it's really one of those things that you just have to see what your choices are. And we're all human. We're all adults, or maybe some kids are listening to this podcast too, but it's a matter of like your choices. There's only so many resources. You have finite resources and how you spend them or utilize them is your choice. And and this is just to help identify what your choices look like. Exactly. So we talked about how much you give. You generally know how much you, you owe in terms of debts of some sort, mortgage, car payments, student loan payments, that kind of thing. The The second piece of owing, which is taxes, is relatively easy to figure out. And, and this is, uh, we are 10-ish days away from the tax deadline from the time of this recording. You can go pull up your tax return or your W-2 and just add a few numbers up. And most people think of the money they get like they that goes on the tax return. They often forget their Social Security Medicare, which is what gets pulled out of your paycheck. That's a tax. So just total all those up. And then growing, also pretty easy. You know, you can look at how much you put in your 401k. You can look at how much you put in your savings account. Those are easy. Now, live being this is the difference. It's the plug. So what I'm going to tell everyone to do is go and write down those numbers. Carve up, like figure out how much you make. Say you make $100,000 a year and create slices that represent those five uses of money and figure out what your percentages are. And this is just a kind of a state of art. Now, I'll say a lot of times when you think of budgets and stuff, and what people are thinking about, oh, how you spend your money. The the problem also with the living piece is there's lots of components to it. Like, oh, what about my utility bill? How about my groceries? What if I go eat out? I mean, that's fine. This is not the spending plan. This is just a high level, where do I do my life right now? And Yeah, because I don't like my pizza right now. The pizza, your pizza may have some toppings you don't appreciate. So I'm you may tell have to you. Send it back. That and living piece is very large. It gets pretty big. And uh, so that's why I don't want people to worry about the details at this point. We okay. just want to say, how much is that? Ooh. How much am I splitting it? And so, okay. So once you get your pie done and just look at. Now, 
one of the things that's kind of cool about when you have this pie, right? It's just like a pizza. The pizza can be reformulated. You can change the recipe. You can sprinkle different toppings on it. You can cut it differently the next time. So that's the cool thing about this is that certain changes to your pie can actually help you out. So for example, let's say you have a large debt part, right? Right. Big piece of pie that's all debt. And that's like the motorcycle you've got because it's a fun toy or a boat or, you know, the extra car that's, you know, you have because the weekend that's car. one does the weekend. Yeah. This is the weekend rider. You know, I got my daily driver. and I got my fun car. You sometimes have to look and go, man, I got to like deal with this. Maybe I don't need this third car. Maybe I don't need the vote or I don't really ever use it. And you start, you sell it or you pay off the debt and you're very aggressive with that. Well, suddenly now, you're, you're, you've got kind of unallocated money, which is cool. So what you can do then is say, well, I'm going to do something better with this. You can stick it into the, the give bucket. That helps drive the tax bucket smaller. Okay. Or you're saving more, which could be in retirement saving, also could drive the tax bucket smaller. So you're kind of repurposing the money. All of a sudden, the, the pizza has shifted a bit. Mm -hmm. And you're getting better habits, right? The, the, the smaller that you get the O1, the better, generally. That's kind of, I'd say... You know, you can say uh, paying taxes is a blessing. Not everyone feels that way, but mm -hmm. that's kind of the one you can't avoid. Right. Usually you have to pay some tax to somebody usually. And that could be your property taxes or your taxes to the to the IRS or to your state. But if you can get that number as small as possible, it usually means the other numbers are more positive or ones that you feel better about. And those get bigger. So all of a sudden now you're saving more and you're giving away more. And guess what? I almost... Nine times out of 10, maybe 98 times out of 100. That living one, you can kind of lock because it's the plug. But if you are intentional about everything else, you can keep your lifestyle right where it is. Have a nice, comfortable life, but doing better habits over here because okay. you're like divvying up the pie a lot. And I think that's pretty cool. So it's really we're not cool. We're not going to be able to really change the living aspect if we would like to keep living in the way that we are right now, is what you're saying. Well, yes and no. I think some people worry by being, by giving away money, that suddenly they're going to be paupers and they're going to not be able to eat out ever again, or they can't, you know, have a date night or something to that effect. That's usually not the case because when you start repurposing to be more intentional with money, you tend to make choices then, and you're th more thoughtful about your choices. So you end up figuring out the stuff that's important to you. So for example, we have the Deshaies Household Marriage Saver Monday. And that's been something we've had for, I want to say 15 years now. We've been married 18 years. And that's the housekeeper. And so it's been different people based on where we've lived, but there's someone who comes every other Monday and comes and cleans the house. And as a, neither of my wife and I's love language is house cleaning, we can't, we got three kids and three dogs. There's a lot of mess that comes in here. And that is one of those things is a lifestyle thing, but we have been able to, by being thoughtful, we're choosing to do that. And it usually comes at like, oh, we don't eat out that often anymore. Mm -hmm. Or we do, it's like, you know, not going to high end places. We go to more cost effective places. And that's again, choice. But now I can divvy up that live one. And while that's my luxury, Right. I don't take other luxuries. It's all about shifting to what the kind of lifestyle you want that is within the bounds of still having healthy habits and having a healthy use of money in the other areas. I have a 
question and I'm not sure if uh, this is something you want to talk about, but let's let's think about all of the things that we buy now mm-hmm. in this day and age compared to what our parents mm-hmm. had. To. And I think that's one of the problems with our living expenses. And they're not considered necessities, but you do need to have a cell phone. You do need to Correct. have an updated computer. Once you start using a tablet, you typically need to keep up with the tablet. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a watch. You know what I mean? All of this stuff costs money. It's a lot more than generations before us had to pay. This is true. And things like childcare, right? right? For a lot of people, that's a necessity because they can't work without childcare. And that is significantly more expensive than it used to be. Again, people make more, right? So when we look back at what our parents and our grandparents made, financially, very different number, not even indexed for inflation, is a very different number than what we make now. Now, it's because there are other costs to live. And what before a job you'd maybe pay $20,000 for, you're paying $45,000 for, for someone to have that job. So I think there are some trade-offs there. And the other costs have probably gone comparatively down, you know, maybe because of the you know, the price of computers have gone down. Mm. Electronics have gone down prices like because they've got television, those yeah. kind of things used to be very, very expensive propositions and now they're not. I remember uh when I was it was nineteen ninety-nine, I think, and I got a computer. And I remember how much it was. I mean, it was a gateway. I, very, I don't know why I remember this thing. I got it a giant now. thick monitor. Yeah, you got the <laughs> big old desktop thing. And that thing probably cost I think it was about 2,500 bucks. Wow. For I'm all like the parts. Thousand. And again, like I had to have payments and like it was this huge. Yeah, deal. it was a big deal. And and now you can go to the Apple store and pick up a computer, like literally get handed the computer and it's smaller, it's more powerful and it costs a thousand bucks. And and so we have some trade-offs that's happened there with technology getting better. Now, but then as you mentioned, phones are things going like, up. Phones go up. That's never going to change, I don't think. <laughs> phones are going up. And then even just like there's more subscription-based stuff now. Oh, yeah. And that's a sneaky one oh, yeah. in that live category is just the what ones have you signed on for? We just recently killed, I think, two or three subscription services for content. And you're like, I don't really think we watch that very often. So I'm going to just nix that one. And when we need it again, I'll turn it on, turn it back off if we need it for a short-term purpose. But it's just the fact it stays on. Yeah. So it's always good to check your like credit card or whatever and just make sure like, uh, when was the last time you logged into Paramount Plus right. or this kind of thing? Like, uh, never. Okay, well, let's just knock that off. And then we need it again, we'll talk. But haven't you noticed, though, that the minute that you sign off from a service that you've had for a long time, there's a brand new show that you have to see? <laughs> yes. And then you just want, then you, you get back to it. So you either have to binge watch it and you say, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pay the $5 for one month of access. And I'm going to watch all of it real quickly. And then I'm going to turn it right back off. Yeah. Yeah, those but, um, those services are sneaky. Like you said, I really did just clean house and I have saved myself, you know, from, you know, like email services and uh, streaming services. Mm-hmm. And th- there's just all kinds of things. Here's another one where I didn't even realize, and maybe it's just me, I have more than one savings account and one of them had gotten pretty low and I really didn't realize it just didn't occur to me for about three or four months that they were charging me a $5 service charge every month because I was below their minimum. And Or you didn't elect into electronic statements. I've seen that now with banks too, is that by if you don't have them just email you the statement, 
they charge you a three or four dollar fee a month so you get paper that you end up throwing away and those are the kind so this is all about awareness right so looking at how you spend money looking at these little things and especially as you start drilling into the details you will probably find there's some low-hanging fruit of things that if you just made a slight tweak to your life it will allow you some breathing room Mm -hmm. or some repurposing of things and it this is never like one exercise. This exercise that we, we went through is not something you do once and then you go, oh, that's nice, dust up and put it up on the shelf and never look at it again. Like in my family, I don't look at it all the time. I, I look at it probably once or twice a year. Okay. And I go, okay, this is our intention here. This is kind of what we plan to do for our life. And it's kind of nice because it's really simple. I mean, I can I can personally do this in about five minutes because there's only so many numbers you have to fill out because everything else is a plug. And that's usually the biggest number is the plug. And so I go, cool, I can get this figure out. And I don't like, or I do like the way it's looking. I don't like the way it's looking. And as it changes, you can then make decisions about stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk through in these future episodes. We're going to kind of go through each of like these individual areas and kind of start, where's the starting point for each of these things? Because in some cases, you're already in like, if you're going to say there's like level one, level two, level three, you may already be in level three. You may have no debt. And you're like, oh, that's easy. Click that off. Mark right. done. And so that may be a no-brainer for you. But there's other people where even the concept of giving anything to anybody, giving to charity, is this weird foreign concept. And they don't even know where to start. And so they got, they're got they kind of in remedial level one. And that's okay. Everyone's got to start somewhere. And, and that's where I think it's really cool that you kind of say, okay, here's what we're going to do. And here's the steps we're going to take. And so I'm excited to go, go through these all with everybody because I think it's really impactful, but it's also surprisingly simple. You don't need to have an advanced degree in financial planning to conceptualize this, which is where I think most people, if we can boil it down to something very straightforward like this, it really can have a lot of impact because it's not like a Monte Carlo analysis of your success for retirement. Mm-hmm. This is like, what kind of behaviors do you have today? What kind of behaviors would you like? And how, what are those little activities you can start now and, and make it work going forward? So let's, I want to give you a scenario and I think I'm probably, okay. gonna, I, I'm going to make you laugh. Oh, good. <laughs> I always like laughing. I have a distinctive now, laugh. I've been told. <laughs> You're the distinctive laugh. I, I've been told that as well. <laughs> when it comes to charity, I mean, I have organizations that I commit to and I send to mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. part of what I consider my charitable donations. And I don't attempt to claim this by any means, but I consider part of my charity is being an over tipper. So (laughs) she's like, actually, I don't even know if I want to laugh at that. (laughs) So that is actually a a line item in the Deshaies family budget is generosity. And it's not always going to charity. It is doing something like over tipping and someone like will like we always go to sushi on Christmas. That's our family tradition. We go, we either go to church and then go to sushi or we go to sushi, then we go to church. Okay. And it's been the last couple of years with COVID. It was a little hard. We actually one year because of COVID, the inside part of the restaurant was not open. So we had to go pick it up and we ate it in our van. We okay. like drop the seats and we're all like my wife's in this big dress and everyone's there. And we're eating sushi and, you know, various pay- places. But it one of the things we do, though, is we tip really big. It's like a 60 percent tip. 
Okay. Whoever it is. And it's kind of like the crit. Now that is not deductible by any means. I'm not going to try and write that off. And that's what I said. Yeah. But that's part of what that's there for. So we would, in this case, I would call that a giving, like it doesn't have to be tax deductible. Right. It needs to be something where you have released the funds into the world for no benefit to yourself. You didn't get anything extra for that over tipping. Right. Right. You are being generous with your resources to not your benefit. Because I have been a server many, many years in my lifetime. I know the horrors (laughs) that they have to face Mm -hmm. on a regular basis for how many hours at a time. And it's just something I like to do. I want to put a smile on their face. So it's, are you saying it's not necessarily charity? Then it's just generosity. It's generosity. Could you be very open? And because, because charity um, can be, there could be a family that you care for where they, they are a family you're aware of. Maybe they're in their, your neighborhood. Maybe there's someone who is through their church or something like that. And they are really struggling and you want to help them. That to me is giving and generosity right there. And the heart of it is like, you're not going to go, well, I'm going to write to the church and church will write a check to them. It's like, no, I'm just going to go bring them clothes. I'm going to bring them food like every week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do takeout thing or they have the family struggling because they had a baby in the NICU and they don't know how to function right now. And so we're going to send them food until which point they have enough food to not think about anything anymore other than taking mm-hmm. care of a baby. So that's, that all to me is the generosity part. And so that's where it, it doesn't mean again, not tax deductible all the time, but it is to the benefit of others, not yourself. Okay. So good. You made me feel better about myself. And Over you tip all laugh. you want. You, know? you didn't even laugh at me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the, I've heard some weirder stuff. But I, saw, I was expecting weird, like, well, I'll- what if I call generosity, like giving my dog pedicures? I'm like, oh, <laughs> questionable uh if that's how you my want to throw, that's fine that. oh my dog my dog ridge was would like die if he if he had to get anything he he would try and do his nails and distract him with peanut butter that uh, right. dog would lose it if i said okay just pick your time now my other dogs love it's like going to the spa when they go to the groomer so it's like ooh, ooh okay let me get the nails there <laughs> girls yeah it's it's a different vibe with mr ridge yeah. So this is the overview and this is the overview. Coming so what, weeks, we're going to talk about it more in detail. Correct. And so I want everyone to do, if you're listening to this, you start with this episode, which is a little late because this is the end of the episode, but start <laughs> with this one. And I'm going to repeat it on the other ones is if you haven't listened to this one, you got to go back. You got to like say at the beginning, of each of the other episodes, don't start here, start there. Then work into here and because every all this is going to build on itself and they are kind of independent concepts, but they do play with each other. So uh, like they've got what you do on the giving side will affect the growing side and the owing side and then the living side kind of falls where it does. So we want to build. And so I'm really excited to cover this. We'll, we'll kind of talk through it. We'll have some resources. We're going to have some guests. We're going to have someone who's a generosity specialist come on. We're going to have Derek from our team talk about the growing component, because that's like whether that's investing or other liquidity building. And then we'll talk through the you know debt management taxes and then get the lifestyle we're not going to talk a ton about other than just kind of lightly saying, well, this is the real and there's no judgment here, except, you know, you don't got so much money. So over, overspend it on this. Right. Part. So uh, draw your pie. Draw your pie. That's your homework assignment. Have your so pie just, ready. Get your pie ready. You may not like the pie at first, but that's okay. This is just about a state of a, this is like an assessment of right now, 
I'm you are that, here. That will change. Okay. You are here. And then we're going to figure out where you want to be. Okay. Jason, how can people get in touch with you? Go to our website, cookwealth.com. You can also call us at our office, 919-784-9100. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Own Your Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at cookwealth.com or give us a call at 919-784-9100. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Cook Wealth Management Group, LLC, is a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Cook Wealth Management Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.